with that familiar theme song, we're reminded it's time once again for the Harvest Time Gospel Broadcast. This is a daily broadcast with special emphasis on missions and world evangelization under the direction of Dr. Stenny Ballou of Resaca, Georgia. And now, here is Brother Ballou and today's broadcast. Thank you and greetings, radio friends. What a joy and privilege it is to come to your place of listening and share together with you another Harvest Time Gospel broadcast. I trust that whatever you're doing, if it's at all possible, you'll get your Bible and let's study together today from God's eternal Word. We're continuing our study in the book of Matthew chapter 14, verses 15 down through verse number 21 on the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 men besides women and children, with the five loaves and the two fishes. As I've said many times on the broadcast already this week, the little lad with a little lunch who met a great big Lord and had a whole lot of leftovers. We begin, first of all, by looking at the problem, and we discovered a threefold problem. Number one, the period is late. Number two, the people are hungry. And number three, the place is desert. And then number two, we looked at the proclamations. We saw, first of all, in verse number 15, that the disciples said to the Lord, send the multitude away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals." And then we saw the proclamation of the divine in verse number 16, where the Lord Jesus said, they need not depart, give ye them to eat. Do not send them away feed them. And as we were leaving the broadcast on yesterday, I was dealing with the fact of the ratio that is there. Perhaps this is the 12 with the Lord. And then there's a multitude on the other side that consists of 5,000 men beside women and children. And again, I repeat, if the Lord had said to the 5,000 men, feed the 12, I would have said yes. That sounds right. Go ahead and feed the men. But he did not say that. He said to the 12, feed the 5,000 men beside women and children. And I look at the task before them as do the disciples. And it's as though it's impossible as far as they're concerned. And so Jesus said to them, don't send them away feed them. And now we come to the third part of our message as we look at God's plan for feeding the hungry multitude. There is the problem. There is the proclamations. And now then, here is the plan. How can these 12 feed the 5,000 men beside women and children? And again, let me repeat something I said as we were leaving the air on yesterday. When you look at that ratio, that's about like it is today. When the Lord says to his churches, go you into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. In my mind, I wonder how the disciples responded. Could it be something like, what? Us? Feed all of them? We cannot do that. And that's about the way that people look at you today. When you say to them that the Lord commissions the church to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And we automatically want to write it off as an impossibility. We cannot do that. But to remind you, God would not give us a commission that we could not carry out. And God would not give us a task that he would not enable us to do. So I want you to notice the plan. First of all, there is inventory. Jesus said, what have you got? 
they started searching. And finally, one of them comes up with the answer and said, we have here a little lad that has five loaves and two fishes. But then he adds to that, but what are they among so many? Though I'm putting this account together from all four of the Gospels. And so they said to him, all we've got is a lad who's got five loaves and two fishes. One of the other disciples spoke up and said, My Lord, it would take 200 pennies worth to feed this crowd. What he is saying is, we do not have anything to feed them. We cannot feed them. If we had the money, which we do not have, then we don't have a place we could buy enough food. And so they are looking at the human impossibilities of doing what God said for them to do. But I remind you, the Lord Jesus Christ did not say, what do you not have? But he said to them, what do you have? And they said to him, all we've got here is five loaves and two small fishes that a little lad has with him. Now listen to me. In this generation, we are so prone to major on what we do not have and the insufficiencies of what we do have till we miss seeing what we've got, using what we've got, and allowing God to do what He wants to do with what we have. I remind you, God will not hold you and I accountable at the judgment seat of Christ for that with which He does not entrust us. If we do not have it, we're not responsible for it. But my friend, if God give it to us, then we're responsible to give what God's given us back to him and let him multiply it and use it to the glory and honor of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not trying to be comical, but let me give you an illustration of how most people would look at the situation today. They said, Lord, we don't have anything to feed them. And then they said, well, we do have five loaves and two fishes, but that's not enough. It's not enough bread. It's not enough fish. And if it was, we do not have any French fries. And if we had French fries, we do not have any ketchup. And if we had ketchup, we do not have anything to drink. And if we had something to drink, we do not have any cups. And if we had cups, we do not have any napkins. And if we had napkins, we do not have any tables. And if we had tables, we do not have any chairs. And on and on, the excuses go. You see, we major on what we do not have, and we overlook what we do have, and how that God wants what we have, and he wants to use what we've got to the glory and honor of his own self. So again, let me say to you personally, as you listen to me today, if you're saved, if you're not careful, the devil will have you majoring on your inabilities, on your insufficiencies, on what you do not have, and cause you to overlook what you do have that God could use if he could get it in his hand to the glory and honor of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the Lord said, what have you got? And they take an inventory, and they say, all we've got is a little lad who has five loaves and two fishes. Now, if that had been a lot of religious circles today, no doubt they'd have said, well, if that's all you got, just send them home hungry. What are we going to do with that? 
That's not enough. But I want to tell you, the Lord is not in the business of turning away lunches when they are brought to the Lord Jesus Christ. The infinite Lord is in the business of taking insignificant lunches and doing what is impossible as far as the world is concerned. So I want you to notice the next thing. Not only there's inventory, what do you got? But then there's investment. Our Lord said to the disciples, bring them hither to me. And let me just make a point here. The them is not necessarily just the five loaves and the two fishes, but the them is the little lad and the little lunch. You see, our job as preachers is not to go grab somebody's lunch away from them and bring it and give it to the Lord. Our job is to bring the lad and let the lad bring his own lunch and then let God and the lad do business one on one. You see, it's a blessing when you realize no one is too old for God to deal with and no one is too young for God to deal with. God knows how to deal with every individual on their own level. But mothers and daddies cannot give their child's life to God in the sense that the child can give it. And the preacher cannot give the church member's life to God. It must be a personal business relationship between the individual and his own lunch, his own life, and the Lord Jesus Christ. So they go back in the crowd. They find the little lad, and they say to him, the Lord wants you. He wants to talk to you. And I've often wondered if maybe the lunch was so common he would have been ashamed of it. And he might have said to somebody else, hold my lunch. But the disciples said, bring it. He wants your lunch too. I want to tell you, dear friend, today, I don't care what you've got. You can bring it to God. God can touch it. God can transform it. God can use it to the glory and honor of his own self in the work of God. So they bring the lad with his lunch to the Lord Jesus Christ. And now then, it's personal business between him and the Lord. Oh, listen to me, dear friend, today. I'm so glad that our God deals on a personal relationship. We do not have to go through some human mediator. We do not have to go to some man. No, there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. I want to say to you today, dear friend, if you're saved by the grace of God, you can bring your own lunch personally to the throne of grace and obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. You don't have to go to the preacher and say, preacher, would you pray? You do not have to go to some other religious leader and say to them, would you pray? No, you can come to God yourself. We have an invitation to come boldly to the throne of grace. We've got a high priest in the Lord Jesus Christ who can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. So the little lad with his little lunch stands face to face with a great big Lord. In my mind, as I imagine the story, I almost see the Lord bowing down on a knee getting down on the child's level, eyeball to eyeball, reaching out his hand and beckoning to him and said to him, I want your lunch. Bring it to me. 
and the little lad is amazed. Here's the master wanting his little lunch. And no doubt he's questioned, what would he do with it? Why does he want it? And I wouldn't be surprised if about that time the devil didn't shoot a hunger pain through him and say, if you give that away, you'll starve to death. But Jesus just kept on saying to him, bring it to me. Bring it to me. I know the Bible only said he said it one time, but the Bible said if everything he said was written, the world would not hold the book. So I know how the Lord deals. If he had spoke to me one time about being saved and never spoke again, I would have gone to hell. If he had spoke to me one time about being a preacher and never spoke again, I would have never been a preacher. But our Lord knows how to come down on our level and talk us into doing what he wants us to do. But the little lad, no doubt, looked at the lunch, and he knew what he could do with it. He could eat the whole thing. But he wondered what God would do with his lunch. And so he takes a step forward and another step and another step to get it to the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, dear friend, the greatest thing you could ever do with the lunch and the life that God has blessed you with is pick it up and bring it to the Lord Jesus Christ and give it totally to him. Getting close is not enough. you got to get it in his hands and get your hands off of it. Father, take the word. Use it to your glory. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Behold, the fields are white. It's harvest time. Well, I trust you enjoyed the broadcast today. Let me remind you this time once again for our camp meeting here at Faith Baptist Camp at Resaca, Georgia. We always begin on the first Sunday in August. I hope you'll make your plans to come and be with us. Pastor Sammy Allen and the folk of the Concord Baptist Church gives you a special invitation to join us for a great week of camp meeting. We'll have some of the best preaching you'll ever hear anywhere. We'll have old-fashioned singing and worship and praising the Lord. We're located about 70 miles north of Atlanta and about 50 miles south of Chattanooga, just off Interstate 75. Make your plans to come and be with us again. That begins on the first Sunday in August. Let me remind you, I need to hear from you. Address your letter to Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. And be sure to join us again each day, Monday through Friday, at this same time. God bless you. Until the next broadcast. Are you not-